Today's Unseminary podcast episode is brought to you by Church Community Builder. I love how these guys help church leaders make and grow disciples by providing software and coaching focused on improving operational effectiveness. Church Community Builder provides leaders like me with insights into engagement of our church community, helping us close the gaps that allow people to slip away unnoticed. Visit churchcommunitybuilder.com to learn more. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further, faster? Have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary. Buckle up and let's get started with this week's Unseminary Podcast. Well, hey everybody, welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Thank you so much for listening in. Happy Thursday. I'm just so honored that you would put, put us in your earbuds today. We know you've got a lot going on at your church as especially as we head into this weekend. And I'm just honored uh, that you would take some time out today. Uh, you're going to be rewarded for listening in because we've got Heather Larson. She's the executive pastor at Willow Creek Community Church. You no doubt have heard of Willow, uh, really a, a church of incredible influence, um, not only in the Chicagoland area where their campuses are, but really around the world. But, uh, you know, over 20,000 people attend their locations throughout the Chicagoland area. Um, they started 40 years ago at the Willow Creek Theater, which is hard to believe when I, I saw that. I'm like, wow, it's amazing. It's been that long. Uh, and, and Heather is the executive pastor there. Heather, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Rich. I'm excited to be here and looking forward to talking with you. Oh, no, thank you so much. For folks, now there's probably not a lot of those, but for folks that don't know of Willow, kind of give us the Willow story and then tell us a little bit of the Heather Larson story. How does your life intersect with the story of Willow? It's great. Well, Willow is, uh, we just celebrated our 40th anniversary uh, last fall. Uh, it was started four years ago out of really a high school youth group um, that grew into uh, the ministry that it is today. So today we have uh, eight campuses total, uh, our main South Barrington campus. We've got a Spanish speaking campus that meets um, on our uh, church uh, as well. And then we have six regionals around the Chicagoland area. So I started on staff here at Willow about uh, 18 years ago and uh, came in working with our college ministry and really I was right out of college myself. I had a job with the American Red Cross before that but got involved at Willow, absolutely loved it and continued to grow in my role and I've now been in the executive pastor role for about three years. Fantastic. Well, you know, folks, uh, it's, the church is still led by its founding pastor, a man by the name of Bill Hybels, obviously, uh, you know, great leader. And you're, you know, we ended up in an interesting conversation a couple months ago around, you know, succession. And I really would love to, you know, hear about that. I think there's a lot of churches um, who really look to Willow in a lot of ways, and I think are looking at whatever happens here in the coming years uh, as really a chance to learn. So no pressure, don't screw this up. Um, <laughs> but we'd, I'd love to hear, uh, you know, just your part in that, that puzzle. And what is that looking like as we're kind of wrestling to the, to the future here? Yeah, well, Bill uh, described actually at the Leadership Summit uh, mm -hmm. a few years ago that we are in the midst of a multi-year succession plan that is about looking at how do we develop the future of Willow. And, you know, so it's it's an ongoing conversation for us. It's something we've been in the midst of it. And a lot of us would say it's a very long process <laughs> uh, right now as well. But I would say we feel a ton of 
um, responsibility, a ton of joy, and a ton of just realizing the impact of what this could have uh, to be able to really help transition the church from a founding pastor who's been around to really handing off the keys mm -hmm. uh, to the next generation. And it's what we're working towards. It's what we're working hard on. And only God knows mm -hmm. what the exact outcome is going to be, but we are in the thick of it right now. Absolutely. Well, maybe we'll talk about, um, you know, kind of the front end of this process so far. What are some of the things that you've learned as you've, you know, started to think about the future, started to think, okay, we're, you know, we're, we are looking to hand the keys off, um, you know, from Bill to kind of the next generation. What are some of those early lessons that you're wrestling with? I, so one of the key things that I know you and I had talked about in our previous conversation is that we know that no one person can replace Bill. Mm. Uh, Bill grew this ministry from mm -hmm. the ground up. He has more intricate knowledge of the history and how things happened, and he can look at something and he can spot a problem or an issue right away because he's been immersed in it for 40 years. And we just know there it's not possible for one person to come in and fully take on the weight and responsibility of everything that he's carried. So it really has moved us into talking about a team model um, moving forward of more what would that look like? What would that look like to split up some of the roles and responsibilities um, that Bill carries to really be able to see people thrive in the midst of um, their giftedness and to really have a fully orbed team um, mm -hmm. that would help lead Willow into the future? And, you know, we haven't, nothing's finalized. We haven't right. landed on anything yet. Um, but for us, we're really passionate about figuring out can a team model of leadership work mm -hmm. as we uh, look towards the future in some way. Hmm. Now, are there other models that you're looking at or, or thinking through? So one of the things I think is interesting about our particular um, you know, organizations that we lead is that often founders or the leaders of churches, um, and this is a crass way to say it, so I'm not saying you've ever said this, this is me, the way I've tried to capture it is, you know, there's a very real sense that a founder or whoever the lead pastor is, they not only lead the organization, but in a very real sense, they're kind of the core product of the organization. People come because they like to hear they've been blessed by that person's ministry. Unlike in a corporate setting, you know, if, if a, a CEO who's maybe been the founder of the CEO, it's grown, um, you know, at the end of the day, there are very few examples, maybe, you know, Steve Jobs, maybe, you know, a few examples like that where, you know, the founder is really seen as really bolted to what the organization does. But I think that's a unique challenge we have in churches. How are you thinking about that issue? How is that, you know, how are you addressing that? There's kind of the content side of what a lead pastor does. Um, but then there's also the leadership side of what a, a lead pastor does. Yeah, very much so. I, you know, I think that is part of the reason why this has been such a long process for yeah. us is that it's trying to address really what can be handed off and at what point mm -hmm. does that get handed off? Mm -hmm. I would say one of the mistakes that we made early on is that I think Bill had so much energy to figure out what he could hand off and how it was going to go that in the very beginning of this process, I actually think he gave away too much of the teaching and too much of his voice. Right. And we ended up coming back and saying, no, 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 like you're still here. Right. Like we actually want you teaching more than what you have been doing. Right. I We want to leverage your gifts and your influence as long as you are in the seat that you're in. So mm -hmm. how do you keep leveraging 
the gifts that he brings and build into and raise up a younger generation um, at the same time, which is a very interesting balance in between the two. But I would say uh, we spend a lot of time, Bill's very intentional about not wanting our ministry to be bill driven or focused on his personality. Right. And, you know, it's interesting. We had someone come in just recently from the outside and they said it's one of the things that stood out to them the most mm. about our culture mm -hmm. is how much we are values driven and not bill driven. Mm. And in fact, if something is quoted as being bill driven, bill goes after it. No, mm. we are a values driven church. Mm. We cannot be a personality driven church. And I know that's intentional for him because he more than anybody wants to see Willow thrive way into the future beyond when he's leading it and he knows that's a critical part of it's got to be rooted in values not in personality. Oh, I think that's a huge takeaway. I you know hope people are leaning in on that for sure. What are you doing from kind of a team development point of view? A part of what I hear you saying is, you know, I get the impression that it's like hey, we're all trying to figure out how across the board we we have a kind of a velocity of development within the organization to try to build folks up. What is that looking like um, and how does that relate to what's happening on this succession you know, side? Yeah, I would say we, while leadership development has been a key part of Willow, um, really since the very early days, we have uh, increased that and uh, raised the heat on that in recent years, uh, just to crazy levels. Mm -hmm. But we would say it is the core of what we're doing is developing our teams and developing leaders. And at the end of this process, regardless of what the result is, I know that every single one of us that are are engaged in this season will be better people, better mm, leaders, and true. better pastors because of how we've been developed through this time. <laughs> so uh, for us as a team, uh, some of the key things that have been really important is first of all, to put egos aside. Mm. We all know that you know, long run, what we want is we want Willow to be set up to win. And we want each of us to be able to thrive in who God has made us to be, whether that's at Willow or elsewhere. Right. So for us as a team to say, you know what, we're None of us are fighting or competing for anything. We're going to put egos aside. We want God's best for Willow, and we want God's best for each other, and we're cheering each other on in that. And really, that's a key part, because if anyone was positioning or you had pride issues in the way, what is already a very hard, long, and complicated process would become impossible mm. if that was the case. So we're working really hard on just keeping what is our end goal. Mm -hmm. And uh, really, when we're unified in that way and focused on that, it's I mean, it makes it joyful to mm -hmm. then be going through the process together. But then the other thing that we're doing is lots of candid conversation, mm -hmm. um, talent observation and development of, you know what, you're great at this and we need you doing more of this. And you right. know what, you're not so great at this. Like, let it go. <laughs> we know you want to do this, but you're not great at it. Let it go. Let wow. so-and-so instead. So it's. What's interesting to me, Rich, even as I was thinking about our conversation here today, is the process that we're in the midst of, like, the reality is, it's what we as leaders should be doing all the time anyway. Oh, that's good. That's so because, true. Because we have a deadline, you know, looming out there, and it's not a hard deadline, but we, we're trying to pull off succession. We're doing this in a way more focused way than we would normally do it, but honestly, I think it's how we should function all the time as mm -hmm. leaders develop 
people around us. Yeah, very cool. I, you know, hopefully what it's doing is actually developing, you know, an even more robust um, culture of leadership development that will go beyond and benefit Willow for years to come, you know, regardless of, you know, right. this transition will go as it will go and it'll be great. And, and then beyond that, you know, just have all these new leaders. Uh, talk to me about, you know, the internal versus external hiring, acquiring of team members. You know, there are, you know, there's there's high school football teams and then there's professional football teams. High school football teams look at the crowd they've got and they say, how do we develop those people? Then you've got professional yeah. football teams who are like, we're going to hire the best people, do whatever it takes to get them here. Um, you know, Willow in a lot of ways ha is one of those unique kind of name brand churches that could literally uh, grasp people from anywhere. I think there's a lot of people out there that would be really interested in, in working there. But what I perceive as an outsider is Willow has a, a, a desire to really develop leaders from within. Even your own story, um, I yes. think, is, is, is amazing. Can you talk through that a little bit? Help us understand your thinking on those issues. So us wanting to do as much as we can internal, it's it that is based on how much we are a values-driven culture and just the DNA of who we are as a church. So the reality is, is if you were to import some certain leader coming into Willow, it would change the DNA and the values and the culture of of who we are. Mm -hmm. And honestly, a lot of us, there's a lot that we can grow in. You know, every family has their junk, their strengths and their weaknesses. <laughs> right. Every church has its junk. We are not in any way a perfect place. But we do believe the values of who we are are it's it's who God has made us to be, and we're honestly not willing to let go of that yet. Mm -hmm. I mean, we want to see can can the team here can those who love this place so dearly can we take it into the future? And if at some point we would say, you know what, we're going to have to import somebody, um, you know that that okay. it, that very well may happen down the road, but we all want to see what can we do to bring our best mm -hmm. because we so much want to preserve the values of um, who this church is. Mm -hmm. And again, it's not that it's perfect. It's not that there's right or wrongs, but you just, with any time you import a leader, you, you get a full different um, set of values than what are currently existing in an organization. Fantastic. No, I think I think that is an underestimated reality in, in most churches that they we don't think enough about yeah. the values that drive and then and how our people are so critical to that culture is so important for us to build as uh, as you know leaders in our churches. Now, this has been a fantastic conversation. Anything else you want to share uh, before we pivot into the rest of the episode? You know, I think really for all of us to, the, the reality is, is none of us know what the next three years, five years, how that functions within our roles. And one of the things that all of us has had have had to do as a team is basically to say, you know, we don't know what the future holds, but we are going to give our best today. We want to be the best leaders that we can be. We want to develop the best culture that we can develop, and we want to build a thriving church. And we're going to be open-handed with with leaving the future totally in God's hands. And our circumstances have kind of forced us mm. into that place. But I'll tell you, Rich, like what I'm experiencing with that sort of freedom that comes from that, like my hope is that I can carry that with me even beyond this season, just because it gives you so much freedom of I'm going to be fully invested and I'm going to totally release the results. And I think we like to think, I like to think that I could function like that day in and day out. But the reality is our circumstances push us into 
that right now. And I'm hoping I can take just a little piece of that into the future because there's just something very sweet about being able to release the results. This is the Unseminary Podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Nice. Well, we're going to jump into the lightning round, that part of the episode where we ask similar questions of everyone that's on the show. Super privileged to have Heather Larson with us today from Willow Creek. Uh, It's been a great conversation uh, today. Well, you know, Heather, what's an online resource that you've been using uh, that's been helping you in your ministry? Okay, well, the online resource that our entire Willow team has been using right now is called Global Corporate Challenge. Mm. It's actually a fitness health challenge that we are and uh, we kind of threw it out there as an encouragement to staff teams. We ended up with 54 teams of people who are doing this, all counting their steps throughout the day. It helps us to monitor them, and I will tell you the level of competition and team building going on around our church right now, the number of meetings that are happening while people are walking, but again, trying to encourage people in their own health, in uh, just their own physical, taking care of themselves, as well as the joy that comes out of that. So global corporate challenge, we're big fans right (laughs) now. That's fun. I can see a lot of walking meetings now, a lot of like, hey, let's go for a walk. That's great. Exactly. Uh, What's a book you've read in the last, I don't know, maybe six months to a year that's had an impact on your thinking or ministry? Yeah, you know, uh, for me, uh, Dr. Henry Cloud's book, uh, The Power of the Other, is an extremely powerful resource. I think, you know, we are big fans of Henry. He's Mm. had a huge influence on me personally. And this book especially, as he's talking about how important it is in uh, how we engage with other people and the influence and impact that they have on us Mm. and how we communicate with them, how we connect with them deeply, how that affects our influence and our trust. it is a great resource, so it's fantastic. Nice. So I look forward to the answer to this next question. A lot of people look to Willow Creek as an inspiration. So who do you look yeah. to? Who inspires you these days? Yeah. So I actually, three years ago when I stepped into this role, I got invited to be part of an executive pastor gathering that is, um, it's really a relatively very small group of executive pastors of influential churches around the country. And when I first showed up um, at that meeting, uh, you know, I was the only female executive pastor Mm. around Mm -hmm. the room. And really those, those men who've been in that role, many of them for way longer than I have been, very seasoned uh, in churches, that have similar or even more influence in some ways uh, than Willow. And those men really being totally open to questions, engaging. They've been a huge support. Whenever I've got questions of how something's going, uh, there are certain people around this country that I call first right away. And to be able to have kind of a cohort of people that we're learning, encouraging each other. So I I go to that group in those churches around the country. Very cool. Uh, If you could get 15 minutes with any leader alive, who would that be with and why? Yeah. So when yeah, the first person that pops into my head is Angela Merkel. Oh, I'm just nice. I'm fascinated okay. by um, how she's doing in leading Germany and Absolutely. the dynamics going on there, especially around the refugee crisis. Mm-hmm. You know, she took some very bold moves and then got a ton of slack on the backside of that. And I would just love to hear what she's learning and what are things that she would have done differently. How would she have managed that change process and how she'd like to handle it moving forward? Forward. I would love to have that conversation with her. Nice. Very cool. Well, I'm sure uh, being executive pastor where you are is a lot of work. What do you do to just kick back, relax, you know, have some fun? 
Yeah, I love hanging out with my family. Uh, I've got two girls. uh, They're 10 and 12. Uh, My husband and I, we love traveling, taking our family on new adventures together, um, and uh, love spending tons of time outside. You know, in Chicago, we only get like, you know, six months a year that it's great to be outside. We're outside every chance. Six months, six days, you know, something like that. Right, something like that. That's great. But for me personally, I I love getting my hands in the dirt and gardening. I do that for kind of my own replenishment. Mm -hmm. I play the oboe of all things. It's... Helps me just kind of get my, um, you know, my personality. I'm just wired to move pretty quickly, mm-hmm. and things like gardening and yoga and playing the oboe just help me still my mm-hmm. mind and my heart a little mm-hmm. bit um, and slow down the pace of my life, which is just really good for me. Very cool. Well, Heather, I really appreciate you being on the show today. Um, if people want to get in touch with you or with the church, how can they do that? Yeah, the best way to do that uh, is through social media. Mm-hmm. So, uh, me. Following me on Twitter um, is a great way to do that, or just uh, emailing uh, the general email at the church as well. Perfect. Well, thanks so much, Heather. Appreciate being on the show today. Great. Thank you so much, Rich. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Don't be shy. We'd love to connect. Check out Unseminary Inbox. You can sign up at unseminary.com and we'll send you helpful training resources every week. Plus, you'll gain immediate access to our exclusive members area with tons of resources you can use. Connect with Rich on Twitter at Rich Birch or through email rich at unseminary.com Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at unseminary.com It includes links to what we talked about today and more. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Did you enjoy today's episode? Drop by iTunes and leave a review. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Join us next week when we'll learn more stuff we wish they taught in seminary.